the uh, the series Bible for Game of Thrones, they literally just wrote down, this shit will keep people watching HBO for 10 years. That's the reason of the show. And that's what the show, you know what I mean? Where you have to describe the plot and the series arc. They just wrote down in, in the margins, they just wrote, will sell subscriptions for 10 years. That is Game of Thrones. Green light. <laughs> Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Oh man, that was just on my mind because I'm just I'm doing a lot of lists, right? Mm-hmm. I'm scouring the internet for n- news information and stuff that's like blog worthy, and uh, some things circle back to Game of Thrones. But now people are talking about how uh, the Watchmen show won some Emmys, I guess. Oh, it did. Okay, I've I never watched. I haven't. It yet. S- I haven't cracked it open yet, but apparently it's oh, like it's so good. Oh really? I've heard mixed reviews. Oh, and well. and I'm not and you know me I'm not a huge an, or um, superhero person but it, it's uh, it's really good hmm. it's worth the watch it, it's way better I mean it's not it's its own thing it's not a readaptation of the graphic novel it's just that world and a new story but is um, that Showtime HBO oh it is Still HBO, HBO too. okay so there yeah. you go so that'll keep you watching HBO for another year or two and also right. I was thinking Alan. like oh so every every network runs gimmicks right every content provider runs gimmicks and I was like holy shit. We're doing cyborg cinema. We're literally talking about robot movies to keep people listening and subscribing through the month of September. And here we are with Project Metal Beast. We dug this oh, one out of yeah. our asses, folks. It's the third entry yeah. in cyborg cinema. Um, this actually leans towards like better cyborg movies as opposed to being on the worst list. Um, and then, then I guess, how do you rank it? Like, is it a werewolf movie or is it a cyborg movie? Is it both? It's kind of a mixed bag, right? Like a mm-hmm. genre mixer. But before we get into that, I'm I'm jumping the gun a little early. I must like. I'm this like, movie. whoa, we're already going. Yeah, there? yeah, we're already talking about the movie. <laughs> we'll back up to, to what have you heard, which is our section of TV and movie news. We'll go around the campfire here. Um, I was gonna review what people's stories were, but they were chomping at the bit to get the podcast started. So I just hit click on the recording, so you guys won't miss out on anything that anybody is saying. Um, <laughs> I got a James Con story. I heard the the reason for no Elf two for the holiday season is that the director, John Favaro and Will Ferrell, actually don't get along and don't like each other and don't want to do Elf 2. Really? And it's in the contract. Uh-huh. If there is an Elf 2, Favaro's back in the director's seat, and Will Ferrell's like, ah, oh, fuck it. But, I mean, wait wait for James Conn wow. to stay in the news cycle, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, hey, did you guys forget about me? I was an alien nation. Oh, you know what? I have an Elf 2 story. Do you want to hear it? I was in Godfather. <laughs> I was in all these movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That I, you would, I would have never known. That's crazy. What theory do we have for why they wouldn't like each other? Is it you know they just it's a feeling? Uh, uh, there's an event. I bet you it's Somebody really hard likes... to direct Will Ferrell. Um, I'm going to lean on James Con is talking out his ass and he's just trying to get a story out. He just wants to be. <laughs> I, I he know. wants to be relevant for the news bite, right? 
Make another I mean, movie. Because yeah. <laughs> I've I've heard nothing but good things about Will Ferrell. I mean, I know he's like uh, really shy in person. I mean, he, when he's not on, he's a shy person. But and I've never heard anything bad about John Favreau. Well, Dave, so. do you think Will Ferrell's a director's actor? Um, I I think he's too possibly. I think yeah. so because I mean, look at something I think like too much of, than I think fiction. he's too spaghetti. I think he's too like probably too like improv-y. Don't you think so? Like he's too much like will color outside the boxes. Um, oh, I think yeah, it, it, I think he's great at that, but I think you can also rein him in. I mean, he's done some dramas. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know much about him personally, but yeah, I don't know. he's probably too improv-y, and that's going to be frustrating on set, like because he's always trying a different way, and the well, director's going, "No, I need a." Favreau is one version. of those guys. He's Favreau's like a Tarantino, where they're like insanely specific about what they want. Are they? I, I had no idea. Okay, so, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of room, and he, you know. Yeah, hmm. I, I think Favreau runs a pretty tight ship. We're on the street, so. I mean, that alone shouldn't make for bad blood between them, unless he's really hating what he's getting and uh, I don't know having him really That was early in his directing career, so I mean, he didn't exactly have a lot of sway at that point. Oh, what are you saying? Like he cut his teeth on Elf? Like I mean, that was, his, yeah, yeah. that was his second. Yeah, he kind of did. Hmm. Before that, it was like made or like the swinger stuff, right? So, yeah, which was so really do you think? Budget. Do you think Will was just star fucking him? He's just like this director is fucking doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, I gave mean, him a run for his money. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of they were both on their way up. I mean, Will Ferrell. I mean, I think Elf was like the thing that really cemented him as a name. I mean, before that, it was old school and some of the smaller stuff, but like that was SNL, yeah. No, but he, I think Will that Ferrell was, was I think already Elf famous for SNL, right? At the movies. time, at the time, I bet you Will Ferrell was more famous than Farber. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah, I think sure, I yeah. think I don't think we can disagree there. I mean, yeah, Swingers, but, uh, and then John Favreau was doing. I mean, like, that's the point I was making. Like, TV if you shows. have a big star come in, let's let's tell the truth. If you have a big star with an ego come in, doesn't it matter if their ego makes them super happy and zany and improv-y? Like, if you are a uh, a gravity well, a black hole's worth of energy, and the director is like a dying star, that's hard, right? You guys have seen it. You've seen set egos, right? Like, like, oh yeah. If you have a star and like the director can't meet their level of like bullshit, there's gonna be problems. I've, I've seen it many times yeah, live in person. Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What else is in the news? Uh, they said Kang the Conqueror might show up in Ant-Man 3. Kang is like a time-traveling villain from Marvel who's like, I don't know, as powerful as Thanos. He's like one of those god-level type villains, right? Boss fight level villains. Mm-hmm. He's purple. Hey, he's purple, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, did you guys hear about the James Bond news? Dude, that was my news. That was. Alright, take gonna... it, Nick. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, supposedly uh, Tom Hardy has been rumored to replace Daniel Craig as James Bond, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. But what would you guys think if Tom Hardy was James Bond? Would you agree with this? I have not been excited about a James Bond story until tonight. Like I, I've, I've pretty much you're actually off excited. James Bond okay, movies. nice. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Tom Hardy, but I'm going to go in the opposite direction, and I'm going to say this is a bad thing, not because he wouldn't do a great job, he would, but that when people get locked into those James Bond movies, you can almost make no other movies. Like, you have to, like, when you're locked into a James Bond contract, it's hard. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be really choosy about other movies you do, and he's such a good actor, I don't want to see him get typecast for the next 10, 20 years. Well, Dave, Except how for did they Sean get... Connery. Yeah, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yeah. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say... Uh... Hey Dave, how do you how they get you to walk away from James Bond? They didn't offer me enough money. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. 
Well, riffing on what uh, Dave mm-hmm. said, uh, I would say that it was. I like that one 007 movie called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> no, that that's true. But they, if you off. actually, Daniel Craig is dying to get out of it because it's restricted. All he's done. Yes, you can do other movies, but you're also very restricted. Oh, he dude, did, he's great he in Knives Out. Knives Out. Knives Out. He was pretty good. Yeah. So well, I mean, I'm not that saying another it's another impo- 007 movie. Wow, well, we're gonna have to raise our hands. This is gonna be another night where we're just like talking <laughs> at the same time. People are gonna be like, talk. "What the fuck are they talking about?" 007, Knives Out, got it. Uh, yeah. I was about to say, he's good in Cowboys and Aliens. Did you guys see that one? Long time ago. Uh, oh my yeah, goodness, that's another, the one where James Bond fights the aliens? Yeah. As a cowboy, another he wears a cowboy John hat. Bond? Yeah, he's a cowboy. Yeah. He's, he's an alien. And Indiana Jones is there to straighten him out, him. by the way. Did he's he? also in the movie. Alright. <laughs> and John Fombero directed it. Yeah. He yeah. did, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before Elf. Yeah, Ooh, right. Elf. No, after Elf. Way after, after Elf. Indiana Jones doesn't show up for Elf. He shows up for Cowboys and Aliens. Okay. No, no, but he was talking about when um, the timing of it. Yeah. He directed it. Yeah. yeah. Indiana Jones should show up in Elf too. Maybe we get the movie made. And then uh, Adam was telling me he heard something weird. You want to talk about the dethroning or the denighting or whatever the hell it is? Yeah. Well, here's the you know when you fall when you're rock tumbling down the hill you tumble all the way down the hill. Um, uh, Queen Elizabeth, the sign of people probably sick of Weinstein news, but Queen Elizabeth has stripped Harvey Weinstein of his UK honor. And uh, apparently he got an honor in 2004. Wow. Uh, where she, she, you know, gave him the title of commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire honor. And uh, apparently uh, there's hope for anyone that makes enough good movies that entertain the Queen that you could get some special title. Um, but don't you dare fall from grace because they can strip that thing from you. But, you know, hey, you know, it got convicted of some awful stuff. And you don't get to be the commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Eh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. Poor the commander husband. of the most yeah. excellent order of the British Empire is in prison for 23 years. <laughs> anyway, That's amazing. Hmm. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, let's move on to tonight's movie. <laughs> Is there anything else to add? No, I don't know. I'm just thinking about people being beheaded. Because, like, I was thinking, like, it's... I mean, I guess you can get your title taken away, but, like, in the Middle Ages, knights, if they got their title taken away, I'm pretty sure it was because they got their heads chopped off. Oh, yeah. A lot well, different. I think uh, once he's released, then he's scheduled to be guillotined. So, yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, all right. Oh, he's in wow. a French jail. Nice. All right. Yeah, they're going to get that Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. Um, tonight's movie, Product Metal Beast, a shadow branch of the U.S. government wants to win the Cold War by engineering werewolf soldiers. They infiltrate a retired werewolf's castle, and instead of taking the werewolf into custody, they kill it, take its blood. Then Agent Sitcom, played by Barry Bostwick, I call him Agent Sitcom because he's in a million sitcoms, uh, he decides to add cybernetic skin to his werewolf test subject because why wouldn't you want your werewolf to be impervious to silver bullets? Thus rendering it invincible to anyone, and it's the only known way to stop a werewolf. So, of course, why wouldn't you make it invincible? Uh, that sounds just like a stupid government move. Like, that's exactly something <laughs> that, that, that the government would do, from my perspective. Um, it's pretty clear I'm not a big fan of, of, of government stuff, but that just seems like something they would do. They would, they would approve a government program to make werewolves invincible. Yeah. Uh, 
The movie has a great opener. They sneak into a werewolf's castle and fuck it up. <laughs> and then, like, really take its DNA. And, yeah. and the werewolves look what? good in this movie. That's the thing. Like, just like a, a zombie movie where they have to look a certain way. Like, if you do a werewolf movie, like, your werewolves have to look halfway decent. Otherwise, like, what's the point, you know? Um, and let's go to yeah, first you don't impressions. want to just replace the... Sorry. Well, no, go ahead. Oh, you don't want to replace a guy with, like, a German shepherd, you know, and be like, oh, look, it's a werewolf. <laughs> poodle is probably the worst. If Could you go cool. with, like, were-poodle. Yeah. Like the Shaggy Dog from Disney. Oh, like, but see, but those are great movies. I love the Shaggy Dog movies. Yeah, but they just make the same movie over and over again. But that's a whole other... Yeah. Oh, that's a whole... Yeah, wait, 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 way to go. <laughs> it's kind of like werewolf movies. Uh, right? We're going to have to stop. We're gonna have, is this going to be a oh, Hobbit situation? Hey, we're hey. going to have to talk about Shaggy Dog. <laughs> Um, Return of Shaggy Dog, son of Shaggy Dog. We'll schedule Shaggy Dog Uh, into his episode on its own. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Side side episode. Um, That that might be a good feel-good entry if we all go watch the Shaggy Dog movie. Oh, that would be fun. We need to watch every single incarnation. There's also the cat with a flying saucer or something. Are we doing that for Thanksgiving episode? Let's do it. What about the Chihuahua movie? See, folks, we're already planning our Thanksgiving episodes, and we haven't told you about Project Metal Beast. Um, Nick, save us. Go to your first impressions of this werewolf movie. Kane Hodder as a werewolf equals pretty cool. Hmm. That's good. Dave? Um, This is really cool for 15 minutes, and then it becomes boring and (laughs) self-serious. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I am like the same person as Dave or something because it started out promising and then it descended into cliche. Yeah. Bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like John loved it or something. Sounds like John enjoyed himself. Well, if he did, like express your joy because I got none from it. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, I I enjoyed the beginning. I think we all agreed that the beginning's great. (laughs) Yeah. And kind of in the end, I like. I'll just say, what a great oh, send like off! Yeah, I'll I mean, it, I don't know. It just I'll the explain. acting was like this was the laziest acting I've seen from like actual good <sighs> actors. I hey, mean, Dave, that's possibly. more than Cliff Notes. Sounds like you're. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Got me so he gets up. no points for his first impression. Uh, well, this is um, I would of the movies we watched so far, I think this is the funnest. I had the most fun with this one. More than I had with the other movies. What did we watch? Uh, Hands of Steel. What did we watch before that? Hands of Steel is, yeah. Not what did we watch Hands before Hands of Steel? Um, uh, Nemesis. Nemesis. Oh, Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis was, was one of my old favorites. But I guess it's maybe because I hadn't seen Project Metal Beast and I had been wanting to watch it for such a long time and finally got to do it. Uh, I guess I didn't hate it as much as you guys. There's one thing I don't like, and we'll get back to it. Um, we'll get back to it after these messages. The first message I want to deliver to you folks is I finally got my gummies from Sunday Scaries and I wanted to put it kind of through like a test. So I was like, okay, um, it says it's going to ease stress and take away anxiety, right? So I'm like, let me watch a horror film that is anxiety inducing for myself, specifically John Carpenter's The Fog. And people are like, oh, that's laughable, pirate zombies, whatever. For some reason, watching that movie at the right age has like, stuck with me. You know that movie trauma that you get, right? Mm-hmm. From a scary mm-hmm. movie. So every time I put it on, there's a moment that's like super uncomfortable. It's usually when the fog is attacking the kid at his house with like the babysitter or the grandmother or whoever that lady is. Ooh. And it's stalking the kid. 
and uh, you think the fog is going to get him. And like, so that moment, I can't handle it. But I, t- I took the gummies. I sat down with the fog. I was fine. I was completely relaxed for like three hours, right? Then I had some stress in my own, my, in my personal life, and I popped a few more gummies. Guys, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the rain clouds parted. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so the fog lifted. And, yeah. It's so pretty good. I recommend trying these out. You can get them for 25% off. Anything on their website, sundayscaries.com. You can either manually enter the code binge25, or if you grab the link in the podcast notes, it's going to automatically apply the 25% off at checkout. You can get the gummies. You can order one of their bundles and have it applied. I want to get their hat. I saw on there they had a little cool like gummy where it had a surfboard with a hat. Oh, but cool. You get it in one of the bundles, but you got to pop down 60 bucks. but 25% off. It's not so bad. Um, anyway, I had a good experience with them. I made a little video. It's on our promotional channel on YouTube. Facebook slapped it down, a bunch of assholes. But um, it's on Instagram. What? That's no, terrible. A lot of people like it on Instagram. Facebook I asked everybody anti- on Instagram to like share it with your friends because Facebook is trying to suppress it. Uh, anyway. Well, they need people anxious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't want to get on a Facebook rant when I'm trying to just promote our, our partners Sorry. here. So that's <laughs> sundayscaries.com. <laughs> and uh, okay. And also, let's see. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. From how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy's ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps to keep their hair loss prevention medication. Treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com slash BingeWatchers to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash BingeWatchers. Keeps.com slash BingeWatchers. You can try that out. That's the last of our messages. Now we're going to talk some more Project Metal Beast. Um, all right, here's the time you can rip into it, Dave. We'll let you go ahead and start. Tell us all your <laughs> thoughts on Project Metal Beast. <laughs> go crazy. Yeah, go nuts. I mean, Dave is doubling just... for my opinion, I'm just going to say. <laughs> I mean, again, we've all agreed the first 15 minutes are great, and, and the concept isn't bad. It's just, it, it was just. I've never seen such phoned-in acting, especially from people who are, you know, these the, they were not, uh, you know, D-list actors. They were, you know, Barry Bostwick, Dana Delaney, but uh, I don't know. It just, like I said, it Kim was Delaney, very self-serious. Wasn't, wasn't it Kim Delaney? Huh? Kim Delaney? The chick. I don't, one of the Delaney's was in it. I thought it was Dana. Oh, you can't say chick anymore. Sorry, folks. I'm not going to oh end it out. I'm lazy. Dave. I apologize oh, for saying Dave. the word chick. I didn't say, did I say chick? I said it. You I did. just said it. Oh. Coming down. What's on you. a chick? Uh, I didn't <laughs> a see baby any chicken. chickens in this movie. <laughs> no there's, chickens. There's a series of baby chickens that get killed in this movie, folks. You know, it's it's unforgivable. <laughs> werewolves love them. They're like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only th- other thing. Wait, I'll there say was a werewolf like... rape off camera, wasn't there? When he's first woofing out, didn't he rape that girl in the laboratory? Like she comes back all torn apart, like she's a little cut up, but yeah, he didn't eat her. No, and then then the assumption is that he was still kind of doing man things to her, like 
Yeah. yeah. And the werewolf side allowed him to do that. So well, okay, so one rough. of the soldier boys is so anxious to use the werewolf blood that he injects himself, right? So then he's like, he starts to woof out, and then the dude shoots him with silver bullets, and then he puts him into, I don't know. Cryogenics. Cryogenics. Yeah. I forgot to say spoiler alert, but Dude. it already happened. So anyway, <laughs> already there. Yeah. So he's he they put him to sleep for like twenty years. He's kind of in stasis. Um, and then then the the brilliant guy Boswick, whatever is Agent Miller or something, decides like, yeah, let's put him in this other program that I, like. So basically, he fails to engineer the weapon, and then but then they put him in charge of another project. Right, <laughs> like he screws yeah. up the werewolf project, and then they put him in, in charge of this cybernetics project. That's normal for government. Yeah, exactly. Promote from within and promote the screw ups. Right, so then he just gets moved over to this other place, and they thaw him out. They start grafting his skin with the cybernetic stuff, and then he woofs out again. Um, we're mixing up the sections here. Like I forgot, I skipped over the audience portion. I'll, I guess we'll just go right to favorite bits after the after the complaints. We'll call this like the dangerous complaint <laughs> section. So, so, my contention for this movie is he like woofs out fully and he's like on a roof and then jumps down to kill a security guard. Then when they're like trying to find out where the werewolf is, they spray him with like a what fire extinguisher, right? Something, yeah. And then he's no longer a werewolf. He's like half wolf half man and he looks terrible when he's on the table oh that's so cool looking though an elongated face (laughs) and i'm like wait a minute like why would he de-woof halfway with a fire extinguisher it's that's the thing that really took me out of the movie was like i was really struggling with this i was like because everything i know about werewolves why would hitting it with some cold what is it nitrous or something what what do they put in Fire I don't know. It's a chemical uh, mix. Like it's oh. like a powder, and it's powderized. So de-woofed him, de-woofed him a little. Well, bit? it's probably a special mix. They but just also, used a fire extinguisher to. He was still like, maybe it's because the cybernetic stuff was taking a long time to transform his body or something. Because first he was a regular werewolf, then he was this half wolf thing, then he's finally the the metal beast, right? And Nick, you said you thought you could tell that it was Kane Hodder in the suit. I totally could at the yeah. I can yeah. tell when he. You know why? Because if you watched enough Friday Thirteenth movies, you know the way Kane Hunter plays like Jason, and he kind of brought that to the werewolf in some elements when he was walking hmm. or like staring at a character, especially at the end when they're before they're about to like blow him up. He's like, Whew. he was doing the Jason breathing. It was like, oh, this is Jason. Well, There's a spoiler. Mm. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did I just blow? Yeah. <laughs> well, they were even doing kind of Jason music, right? They had like POVs in the hallway, right? Of what and the I werewolf thought, was supposed to be. At first, I thought it was Harry Manfredini, and I looked it up, and it wasn't. But I, I, I thought it was at first. Yeah. Um, the characters are all piecemeal. You don't really give a shit about anybody, which maybe the kills are kind of wasted because since you don't care about anybody, maybe the guy who engineers the way to try to get rid of the werewolf, you might care about him because he gets kind of beat up. But mm-hmm. and then Kim Delaney is supposed to be the main character, maybe? Because at first, you, the werewolf is kind of the main character for like the first act of the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're kind of with that dude who's obsessed with, I don't know, unleashing the power of the werewolf or whatever he wants to do. And then, then all of a sudden, like, I guess it doesn't matter because he fell asleep during the Cold War and then the Cold War and then the Cold War ended, right? Like he goes to sleep in the '80s, wakes up in the '90s or something, and mm-hmm. then like then it's over mm-hmm. with. Uh. 
Favorite bits, guys. How they kill oh, the werewolf is my favorite part of this movie. That's my oh, favorite yeah. part. Um, yeah, I'll that, swing back yeah, to it. That is great. Yeah. yeah I'll swing I, back I, to everyone, it. Everyone, we all love that. Um, Nick, what about you? You got a favorite bit? Uh, my favorite bit is pretty much knowing that Kane Hodder is playing this and seeing, like I said, like seeing him play a werewolf as, as Jason was really cool. Hmm. I would have loved it. I would have loved to have even known about this. I never even heard about this movie until John brought it up. And I, it was just so cool to see Jason as a werewolf, I guess. <laughs> like, at That's the cool. end of the day, I, I think that a, makes it worth yeah. I thought the concept was cool. Like a, mm-hmm. cy- a cyborg werewolf? I never heard of that. I thought that was cool as hell. So maybe that's how you lure you in with like a B-movie plot that sounds intriguing. You yeah. Know? So mm. uh, Let's go over to Dave. You're going to have to try really hard not to grind your teeth and find something you enjoyed about the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, I, again, I, I like you, I like the ending. The, basically, the ending and the very beginning. Everything mm. in that middle section can just go away. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I like how they are you done, Dave? Yeah, uh, yeah, go for it. I like how they dressed up <laughs> that's all you had to say good about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all it is. Like you have like that's three sentences for a ninety minute movie, you know? Yeah. Uh well I like how much effort they took to try to explain away the science for what they were doing and the and the like the organic metal stuff and and how they, they grafted it on him so terribly. It looked so haphazard. And they're like, oh, he's alive. We shouldn't be doing this. You've already done it. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> it's already there. But um, so do I get to criticize the movie later? Or is this my only time to talk about it? <laughs> well, this is the moment. We're there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. So my main issue with the film in general is like the main bad guy they're setting up has all these reservations about him taking the blood. Oh, does it does it have disease in it other than the fact that it's, you know, extra chromosome or whatever they're explaining way and he's like, "Yeah, don't take it. It's, you know, this could be dangerous." And then later on he's like, "Oh, you took it. Okay, good. We're going to use you as a weapon." <laughs> like, I don't care about you anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that guy's flipped in 20 years. He became a relatively decent bureaucrat to like, "Oh, okay. I'm just going to be totally evil." And he looked pretty much the same, so he got preserved for 20 years, I think. Um yeah, but I love. We all universally love that end scene where he gets, you know, taken well, care of. Well, let me of. ask you this, Adam: If you had access to cryogenic sleep chambers, wouldn't you just take naps in them every once in a while? Hell yeah! I'd be scared of them. All my cells bursting. I'm not sure what technology they mm. used, but um, the same technology in Futurama, where you can just like pop in for 400 years, wake up, be a pizza man in the future. Well, or or you could be uh, you know a head in a jar, which is probably more oh, likely. You're right. Futurama <laughs> also has heads in a jar that talk. <laughs> oh man! But uh, that's yeah, what's gonna so happen I to Disney. Was... They're gonna thaw him out, and he's gonna be a head in a jar. You know what? I talked to one of the old Disney animators, and he said that was not true. But I, I asked him if true. he had been to the facility to to view his body. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so well, you know, there's be... a whole theory why Disney. If you typed in Disney and Frozen together before Frozen came out, that you would only find stories about Disney being cryogenically frozen. Yeah, that's uh, true. Wow. That's now that crazy. now they came out with Disney Frozen, and now you can't. Those stories are buried it. underneath, like um, like a zillion. Suppressed. Pages. You have to go to like page twelve on Google, right? I think wow. it's even more than that because Disney has taken over the the those two search terms. 
Yeah. So now you have to go Disney cryogenically frozen, and then maybe you'll come up with it. <laughs> so what's going to be real interesting is when we put the movie on uh, weighed against other movies, when we compare this week's movie to other werewolf movies, and I think we're going to start with da- – it goes Nick, Adam, Dave, John, but I think we're going to move it around and have Dave go first because I'm interested to hear go Dave. his binge now, right. binge later, binge nevers with this movie. <laughs> Oh geez. Um, all right. So um, I've I've avoided a couple of high profile werewolf movies. So uh, to avoid a crossover. So I'm gonna say binge now. Um, I'm gonna say it's kind of become a cult hit. But trick or treat, trick or treat, not trick or treat. Oh yeah. Uh, the anthology movie that is really great. There are werewolves in it. I will not tell you where, so you get surprised. But there are werewolves in it. Binge now. Binge later. I'm gonna give a leg up to a movie that got a lot of shit at the time, but I actually liked. Um, I actually like the 2010 remake of The Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. I still think it's kind of worth your time, even though it has some problems. Um, and binge never Project Metal Beast. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Nick. We're back to you. Harsh. All right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go reverse. I'm gonna be binge never Project Metal Beast. Uh, I liked it, but I didn't. I'd say binge later, um, Bad Moon, a mm. cool werewolf movie from the '90s, and binge now would be another cool werewolf. I don't know if it came out late '90s or 2000s, but Dog Soldiers. Have you ever guys seen that one? Yeah, That's Dog a Soldiers. Great he's a good awesome. werewolf movie. Guys. He's, uh, I debated putting that one on there. Yeah. These oh, British paratroopers are doing like a training exercise in the woods, and they happen mm-hmm. to stumble into like a den of werewolves, mm-hmm. and they have to like hide out at this house and like basically survive the night essentially as they're being attacked because it, it's like a wolf predators, right? Like the pack has yeah. a certain hunting area, mm-hmm. and they happen to get into the hunting circle of these werewolves. It's pretty cool. It, it's almost like Predator, like you said, because all the soldiers like have weapons and stuff, and it's a lot of action. And it, and it was directed by Neil Marshall, who did the yeah. Descent. I mean, he's great. Yeah, great director. Yeah. Double A, mm-hmm. what do you got for us? Well, uh, binge now is that one with Sean Bean in it. Um, somebody on here knows what the name of that one is. I don't, what is that? I don't, I don't actually know. I didn't uh, know something was <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't either. Yeah. He's in a werewolf in like, movie? Yeah, he's in a werewolf movie. I'm, I'm gonna let me let me get back to that. Right, but that I'll, one I'll... is one to watch. And uh Binge later would probably be this film because it was it had some good parts, had some good special effects. Um they had a lot of fun with what they were trying to do, but the film itself kind of falls apart a little bit logically and you know i mean there's so much work goes into movies hate being critical of them but uh, i was out of it completely as soon as they the exposition of the science even though i like that um went on way too long like we didn't get to what was actually going on for a long time in the movie and i think i tuned out so hard that i was just you know i wanted to watch the movie in 2x you know i couldn't but i wanted to and that's a bad sign um, Adam, are I, you talking about Wolf Walkers that came out in 2020 where Sean – it's an animation film with no. Sean Bean? You're not? Okay. He's done another wolf movie. Okay. I'm trying to yeah. find out for you. I'm trying okay. to – it's like a – I want to say it's a farm production, like a French movie or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back. Uh, all right. No worries. Um, I don't really – I guess this that might qualify this for being a binge never – uh, a binge later would be Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein because it has some of the best <laughs> interactions uh, between 
those two comedic actors and, and you know, the wolf man. <laughs> so that's my picks. Hmm. Are you talking about Black Death? That's not oh a werewolf movie. Oh, okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to find out which movies. <laughs> we actually covered about. that earlier. Yeah, this we year. covered that earlier oh, this year in our, uh, our viral to, viral movie. I'm trying to help movie. Adam. I don't I don't know what movie this werewolf movie is talking about. That's why. Maybe he's not thinking of Sean Bean. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe I'm just so wrong. Uh, who knows? I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I wrote down your werewolf. Picks, that's fine. Um, I I don't care if you watch this now. I, I left Project Metal Beast as a binge now. Um. Oh. Binge later, Howling Part 6, The Freaks, where there's a good werewolf who has to fight a vampire circus owner. It's pretty good. Um, I sent you guys pictures so you could see what the werewolf looked like. And also the... Because he's he's one of the better human-faced werewolves that they made. And uh, he looks cool. Cool shit, at least in my opinion. And then um, the vampire looks terrifying. And it's Bruce Payne. So... You know, who took over as the Warlock in Warlock 3, but he's also been in some other horror films, so I sent you guys some pictures in the Messenger so you could take a look at it. He looked, he looked, they, for these reference. look really cool, yeah. Yeah, the makeup's pretty good. So, being an independent werewolf movie in a long-running series of Howling, it's kind of unique. Because um, Howling's, like, good every other movie, so if you skip around, you know what I mean? You, know what I mean? you find <laughs> the good ones, every other sequel. Um, I love me some Howling 3. Yeah. I know you guys hate it, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> the marsupials. It was interesting. <laughs> marsupials. Uh, we covered that, too. We have an old miniseries yeah. called What the Horror, all the part threes, all our favorite sequels, or the third sequels, and we that was in there. Um, yep. uh, my binge never actually is a Ginger Snaps entry. Now, I love the first one, and I love the third one, which is kind of like a remake of the first one, but set like in the 1800s, like mm-hmm. during the colonial days. But Ginger Snaps is basically about two sisters one gets infected with the lycanthropy and the other one tries to deal with it but then gets infected. And the second one's kind of like her story, um, but the sister's still there and she's a psychopath. But for some reason, I just the second one just doesn't isn't that good to me. But um, Ginger Snaps mm. 1 and Part 3 are pretty cool. So that's my... There we go. You know, watch Metal Beast. Later on, watch Halloween 6, The Freaks. And then okay. if you're going to get into Not Ginger Snaps, skip the second one. Um. Oh, so what else were we watching? You got anything cool, Nick? Or are you just still just Mr. Reality? <laughs> no, I watched. I watched Pacific Heights. Do you guys remember that movie? Oh shit! I haven't seen that in forever. It's such a Dude, good movie. It is so good. This is like Michael Keane was just Batman in 1989. He's like, yeah. "F it, I'm gonna be the coolest villain." He goes into your house fucks up your apartment for like or your place for like a month and then leaves and makes a bunch of money. Like I, it was scary. You guys you guys remember this movie, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. years since I've it's seen fantastic. it. Oh, Matthew Modine is Still the main up. dude, right? Isn't he the yeah. one of the um there's like a couple, right? That owns uh, the Melanie, property. Melanie Griffin and, and uh Matthew Modine yeah. and they just bought this place in Pacific Heights, California and they have like two extra rooms they're renting and Michael Keaton comes in there with this Porsche and he's like well, shit, this guy's got a lot of money. He'll be okay for rent. He's like, well, I don't need to do the credit check, of course. And, man, he just messes stuff up. And now, like, you know, being a homeowner now, I'm like, if I wanted to rent a room, I, I would never want to rent a room after watching this movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> this, dude. no, thank when, you. 
when I saw that movie, I had a roommate that was behaving just like that. So, I mean, that Better movie is special. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, really? dude, it was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Adam has some stories. He can tell you off the air like, shit that he well. went through. I watched oh. the movie and I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is re- like a reality show for me. Wow. It, it, it still holds up, let me tell you. Like, even though like technology has changed, the premise is still there and someone can still do the same stuff. And they might even have more rights now, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think they actually absolutely. have more rights now, which is, yeah. So I, I would highly yeah. recommend Pacific Heights. <laughs> Super good. Mm. Dangerous. What do you got? What are you watching? Uh Oh God, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but I want to point, um, I told you about this, John. I watched this great, uh, I'm going to put in quotation marks, you can't see it, a documentary called uh, Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, uh, which is uh, about a bar, a dive bar closing uh, on its last day. And uh, just the characters, it's kind of a meandering documentary where you just see a lot of characters talking, conversations. Uh, And then I found out after the fact that it was not a documentary, but presented as a documentary and it was more of a improv like they, they found real people so they they're not actors unless they were an actor in real life uh but they found real people and said okay i want you to tell you know i want you to convey this and people mm. create their own stories and stuff so it's still a great movie but no it's not actually a documentary but you really think it is <laughs> actors uh, also, are real people of course they are, but all I meant is... <laughs> I know, is, I just <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, because there is one guy in there that he says he's an actor, and he, he was, but I mean, you know, so... But most of everybody's real people, but they are acting, so... Yeah. Mm. It was a really great movie, and you see a 60-year-old titties out of nowhere because she just lifts her shirt. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I like. Those are prime titties there, David. I haven't been to... I haven't been <laughs> Can to you a describe them for us, ever. or they... They were actually, that's the whole joke in the movie. They were like perky titties for a 60-year-old, and she's like shoving them in this young guy's face. He's like, oh, yeah, those are some nice titties. You know, it's like trying to... Hey, you know what? I wasn't going to cue this one up before, but now I might have to, David. (laughs) It's really good. I mean, it's... uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's... You know what? But I'm going to look it up on DuckDuckGo and not just regular... Yeah, DuckDuckGo. Safari. DuckDuckGo. I didn't even know about that until you guys brought it up. That's fascinating. I still... I saw it, but I still don't know what it is, but... I'll figure that out. You don't know what DuckDuckGo is? I do not. Dave, how are you wiping all your hard drives clean of all the porn then? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't worry about it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, DuckDuckGo will keep you off those watch lists you're worried about. Uh, No, I I, I don't know about that. I mean, they already know everything we're doing, so... Do they? There's no escape, really. But... But okay, so is speaking of no escape, like... Adam, are you watching the Escape Plan movies? I haven't started. No. Should I be? No, I don't there's... know. I'm just trying to segue into your. What else are you watching? Oh, there's. Oh, I was going to segue about... into. There's something about Mary and asking if those are similar oh. shapes. Well, anyway, oh no, these were nicer. Like all six year olds have these titties. I know what you're Something about Mary's were definitely prosthetic maids. It would be like. Oh, it also has a bad roommate situation. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I watched uh, Spike Lee's uh, The Five Bloods for Chadwick Boseman's performance, which is mm. great. How was the, that? Was it good? He's, the, he, he's the highlight of the movie, you know? He, he's the highlight the of the movie. He kind of rests on his shoulders. Really? I thought Delray Lindo was, stole the show in that movie. Oh, he, he did a fantastic job. Delray is amazing. But um, I wanted to say that the whole movie, had it been in a movie theater... 
I would have been like, I paid for this. But mm. it, it held my attention in the same way like a really good made-for-TV movie holds your attention. And I want to coin uh, the term, you heard it here first, binge watchers, um, uh, made-for-streaming movie. Made-for-streaming. That's, uh, that, that's what it was. That makes sense. Because yeah. I don't think it would have survived a major theatrical release. It seemed, I don't want to say it's a lazy effort because so much work went into this. There's so many good performances. There's just so much good about it. But if you compare it to the other great war films that have been made, you know, it just doesn't hold water against them. I just really, I, mm. I can't put it in the same ballpark. And then I was like, what kind of ballpark well, can I put it in? There's a crazy it, scene with like a, a, act, um, a landmine that's still active. Ugh. But watching yeah. like um, Vietnam veterans tackle Laotian rebels or whatever, or Vietnamese rebels or whatever, and get like, stuck back in a conflict and I didn't buy that. I, that part I didn't buy. Like them revisiting Vietnam to have closure on their past, that makes sense. But then yeah. to put them into actual action into combat, I was like, that's just like a fantasy takeoff and that maybe um Spike Lee just wanted to have a war movie under his belt, you know? With actual well, like, fighting. Yeah. You know? Um, well I mean yeah. he already had one. I mean the problem is is Spike Lee is a good director, but like he doesn't play well in certain genres. Like he he can't. I don't think he can make a successful or or, or normal war movie. I guess hmm. is what I mean to say. Um, I, I, I want to say that the movie is successful for what it is, and the great performances in it. It doesn't just follow a very strong through line. It jumps around a lot, and the jumping around doesn't add to the the momentum of the film. So it seems hodgepodge, and but it did hold my interest, but not in the same way I'd be captivated by a great film. Hmm. That's mm. fair. Um. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to. Uh, let's let people know what they can look forward to. Special announcements. Uh, special announcements or reminders for the podcast. Well, let me tell you guys this. Uh, you guys need to go to the Binge Watchers website. We got a new blog that features new movie lists by um, by a bunch of us, or uh, ma- mainly John. It's freaking awesome. And it has awesome articles every day called Words and Movies. And they've been kicking ass. Like they're like these lists, like what's a better what was it? What's a better alien movie or something? I mean uh, they're seven great. great space movies there that aren't alien. That was a good list. Dude, that was yeah. a great <laughs> list. I, I love that one. Yeah, I don't yeah. know which one's pretty yeah. good. Today we picked yeah. we kicked out um six great feel good movies on a lazy Sunday. That was a pretty good list. Um yeah, so we have some stuff going on on the blog. We're also following the Thundercats. We're rewatching every single episode of Thundercats because they put it on Hulu. And Dave and I are just like commenting on Facebook Messenger. And I'm just like pate copying. Like, it's literally I'm taking our comments and turning them into mini articles. It's just like boom, 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 little blog posts. But Dave, you you did the math. How long is it going to take to rewatch every single episode? Holy cow! Um, I'm this is very loose math, but there's what 120 episodes or 120 episodes or more, so a little over two years, give or take. Whoa. If we do one a week, um, a lot of the the articles are pretty popular, like including like we listed all the movies that Netflix is going to launch for the Halloween season. But um, one of the articles that like jumped ahead. It's getting a lot of buzz on Facebook. Like, there's like 900 likes, not just on Facebook, but like all. We, um, to be honest with you, we can't market everything ourselves. So, I'm working with a group that's like helping boost the blog to other people and other readers. 
But the the Vampire Hunter D, like, because I said, and I believe this, like, we did this run of anime stuff this year, and I had said at the time, like, that, that Vampire Hunter D was the best horror, like, vampire anime movie of, like, all time. And, like, people agreed with us on Facebook. They're like, yeah, it's, you know, before Castlevania, it's this and that. I'm so glad you posted yeah. about this, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of comments on our Facebook. I, I don't know. I could read them verbatim or I could just say, like, people are really excited that we showed some love to Vampire Hunter D. You know? <laughs> like, it it so, deserves it. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing a lot of cool stuff with the blog. So you, you can listen to our episodes. They're on the website. Obviously, we're doing Cyborg Cinema. There's buttons to some of our other runs. Like, we did... A bunch of virus movies like Andromeda Strain is a great episode, and you can go check that out. The anime hits, you can unlock a button that will take you to our anime episodes, including the one that features Vampire Hunter D. So we're making the website like more interactive, and there's more things to do. So yeah, I recommend like if people want to find out more about what we're doing, like the website lists things about us too. So there you go. Um, Adam, what are we doing next week? Next week. Our weird cyborg movies conclude with one of the greatest cyborg movies ever called simply Cyborg and its official nice. sequel, Knights Cyborg yes. 2. Uh, it's, uh, you know, not the studio wet blanket Angelina Jolie Cyborg 2. Okay. This is, uh, this is a good Cyborg 2. God, I love <laughs> anyway, that line I- delivery. You guys don't actually have to read my notes verbatim. You just like get, a, get on the highlights of what we're trying to convey. So, Cyborg is a Van Damme movie. It was supposed to be the Master of Universe, or ma- you know, it's supposed to be a He-Man related movie. And then, like, Canon Film Group was like, "Well, we spent money building these sets, but we don't have a He-Man two. What are we gonna do?" And somehow it ends up in Albert Pune's hands, and they make Cyborg with Van Damme. But then, like, at some point, the director gets fired or something, and Van Damme takes over. But Cyborg is awesome, so we'll watch Cyborg. And then yeah. Cyborg 2 is not the sequel. Like They made a movie with Angelina Jolie as the Cyborg, who can somehow get pregnant, and called it Cyborg 2. But I guess Albert Pune or the people that were on his team later on made a movie called Knights, and that's really Cyborg 2. I don't know. So we'll have to watch these and, and then see what we think. But maybe we're having some that- stinkers lately. I don't know. It doesn't seem like... Uh, the binge watcher crew is really too happy with the cyborg movie picks. So like, <laughs> I, I disagree. I the first two with, weeks were great. Oh, okay. So you were really happy with the first two weeks, Dave, and then so Metal I, Beast well, is the it, only stinker for you, then, huh? Well, we flip flop because I know hmm. like Nick and uh, John didn't like uh, Hands of Steel, and I think me and Adam did. So I don't know. I I think to two out of three so far have been great. So okay. and cyborgs by the guy who did Nemesis. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, I already know Cyborg is good. Um, I do too. You just imagine exerting like two years of your life to make a movie and then having Van Damme take it over and edit it without you. Like, I'm just. I'd be like, F like, you, dude. What? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Van Damme makes a lot of cool Facebook videos. He does. I mean, I like Van Damme. Just imagine Van Damme taking over your project and editing it for you. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe he's good. You want to. I mean, I want to make make a movie, and then I don't I'll know be what's like, worse, not Damme. being able to make any movies, or starting to make a movie and then have a star take take your movie away from you. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Like if like let's say you're John Favreau and like Will Ferrell is like, I'm gonna edit a movie. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of suck. That would suck. Oh, Who's man. the elf? I'm the elf. You are not the elf. <laughs>